The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All that staffing up there every day. That doesn't have, that doesn't have Trump's back. You know they don't have his back at all. What they want him for is that corporate tax cut. That's all they want him for. As soon as they get that tax cut, you watch what happens. There's a special place in hell for Republicans who should know better. So that was Bannon being pretty cute. Um, the visual makes it even better. He's standing on the stage at the Roy Moore rally. Roy Moore rally. And if you remember several weeks ago, Ivanka Trump said there's a special place in hell for people like Roy Moore who touch children. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Bannon last night in the front of the Roy Moore crowd said, there's a special place in hell. And then he pauses and grins and points at the crowd like, you all get it. You know yeah. what I'm talking about. Master showman. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. So, so a shot, and that's interesting because that's the president's daughter. That he's taking a shot at. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Uh, please welcome the Armstrong and Getty Show, Troy Turner, the editor of the Opelika Auburn News uh, from those uh, those cities in beautiful Alabama, uh, home of Auburn University, among other things. Troy, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Uh, we're terrific. Thanks a million for spending some time with us. We appreciate that. Um, so, listen, you uh, recently wrote an editorial about the uh, the Roy Moore, uh, Ed Jones race. And, and what did you say to the good folks who read your paper? Well, it's, uh, as you know, it's a very ruby red state, as some call it. It's a very conservative state. And we're on the local level. And so we got some notoriety, I believe, because we kind of took a stand 
uh, basically calling for more to withdraw from the race. And the approach we took was trying to be a little more strategic than some of the bolder headlines because we do resonate with our readers and try to get them to understand where we're coming from. And basically we were saying we need integrity restored to Alabama politics, also on Capitol Hill, and we need somebody who's going to be able to do the job. And Roy Moore, as you probably know, twice has already been kicked out of office for his uh, Supreme Court uh, position here in Alabama. So we basically put it to voters and said we need somebody who's going to be able to keep the job, who's going to be able to restore integrity, and who's going to do that, uh, Doug Jones or Roy Moore? Well, and, uh, I'm sorry, the second sentence of your piece I found uh, intriguing. When you hijack religion for the sake of politics, this is what happens. What did you mean by that? Well, yeah, there was a couple of pieces, and that was one where it basically said that, uh, you know, religion outstubborn politics. There are so many voters in Alabama who are so used to voting on their conservative nature that when something like the allegations come up against Roy Moore, they're torn. They can't, they can't find themselves to vote for a Democrat because Democrats support abortion and the arguments that go on there. And they're torn between what they've always had kind of taught to them as conservative voters and what they know is not right if these allegations are true with Roy Moore. So it's, uh, what, what the point with, to answer your question specifically is Roy Moore took the Ten Commandments. He, he used those to kind of springboard himself into uh, political limelight because he wouldn't follow uh, federal rules and guidelines. And same thing with uh, gay rights. And, uh, and so twice he's, he's been kicked out of office for that. And basically the point with that is that religion, and hijacking religion just to get in front of a parade is, is not a good thing to do, even in Alabama where it's the Bible Belt. How widely uh, held is that perception, Troy? I mean, that's a, that's a heck of a way to describe um, his, you know, his actions, as opposed yeah. to, you know, he's just a devoutly religious man who, who believes what he said. Well, I mean, even Charles Barkley was here a couple of weeks ago with ESPN for the Iron Bowl with Auburn in Alabama, and and one of the things he he mentioned is, uh, you know, having to come to Jesus meeting in the locker room, and then he stopped himself and said, "Oh yeah, you got to say Jesus. You say Jesus in this date, you get elected." Well, you know, it's uh it's it's pretty widely known that if if you if you take that stand like he has, you're going to get a lot of votes. But the thing is is there are a lot of people in Alabama who are kind of getting wise to that and there are a lot of progressive things going on. You got a budding aviation industry here that's growing, you got auto industry here and they're looking to recruit uh, more from folks like Apple and so forth. So I mean, there 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 are a lot of progressive things going on and the folks who are on that end uh, they they want to see some change. And so it kind of mirrors what's going on in the nation. If you like the Donald Trump style, you're going to like Roy Moore. If you despise the Donald Trump style and you despise that kind of politics, you're not going to like Roy Moore. You're going to vote for Doug Jones. And so, so it's an interesting battleground. So I want some uh, reporting here as opposed to opinion. Um, uh, your paper usually support the Republican our paper tries to go down the line. We don't. Okay. It's a longstanding policy of not endorsing, so we try to give balance. Okay, so you don't endorse. Your paper doesn't endorse anybody. How about the big papers in the state? Who are they endorsing? We actually had papers to come out, and we we asked for more to withdraw. So I mean, that wasn't an endorsement, but it was asking for <laughs> no, to it's withdraw, not. <laughs> kind of a backhanded way. But uh, most of the papers actually have had the same thing. They've come out and either endorsed Doug Jones, the Democrat. Or they've done like us and said Roy Moore should be out of it, and the Republicans need to find somebody else. Your other senator, who is a Republican, Shelby, said he's not voting for Roy Moore. He's riding in a different Republican. What's the uh, what's the current governor saying on it? 
the governor at first was hesitant, and then she said she would go with the Republican Party. And that's the thing. That's the why the, uh, the, the nation over party uh, slogan that got, kind of got there. It, it's, 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 it's one of those things where there, a lot of people are torn, and especially on the political side as well, not just on the religious side in the churches. It's the same thing in the political media. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. It's, the senior senator Republican is yeah. not going to vote for him more. The governor is. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Right. right, and there are other Republicans now that Trump has... And the party has gotten behind him again. It's like fall in line, and, and like good troops, they're falling in line, and so are a lot of voters. And uh, Have you heard, uh, I'm sorry, Troy Turner, editor of the Opelika Auburn News in beautiful Alabama. Have you heard many people talking about the possibility of Roy Moore getting elected than booted and then getting yes. a less child-touchy uh, Republican into the seat? Yes, there has been talk of that, and in fact... Uh, that's another thing that's going on is uh, some folks would like to believe the Republicans uh, within the Republican Party, they'd like to believe that their party knows what it's doing, and, and one of the strategies has been that. Because, I mean, let's look at this. I mean, you're talking about a United States senator, and not only has our senator, our other senator, Shelby, said that he's not going to be supportive of him. You've had other senators who said, what committee is he going to get on? We're not going to put him on our committee. So how effective is that as a senator for the state or the nation, for that matter? Interesting. I don't see Roy Moore stepping aside, though. He doesn't strike me as the type. No, he's uh, he he knows he's uh, like Trump. He knows what his his base of support is. He feeds that. He 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 feeds the fire, and he's not going to step aside as long as he thinks there's a strong base of support for him, and there is. In your opinion, did most did most people know about Roy Moore's um, sexual background before the stories even broke? In the Washington Post, I mean, was this the sort of thing people in Alabama uh, talked about over the years, or was this new news to everybody? A lot of it was new to a lot of folks, except in the area where he's from, uh, in Gadsden. And there, the scuttlebutt was that this was known uh, for a long time, uh, supposedly got kicked out of the mall there and so forth, and and that kind of thing. Most of the state knew him as being uh, stubborn in his ways, and they either praised him as a hero for that or, or despised him for that or criticized him for that, I should say, because of his Ten Commandments ruling and then uh, uh, when he wouldn't allow clerks as a, as a justice, he, a chief justice, he wouldn't allow clerks to recognize gay marriage. And so um, you either supported that and you thought, okay, this guy stands for the moral values I believe in or you despise him for that. And so that's how most people knew him. And then when these allegations came up, many people here in Alabama distrust outside media. And sometimes there are reasons for that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, stories are portrayed that do not accurately portray what we feel is going on here. Others are right on target. And uh, the Washington Post stories, I thought, were well-researched. As a journalist, I thought they were well-researched and well done. I, I, I have a lot of trust in those folks who, who did those stories, but a lot of people here in Alabama do not. So they we, think it's all to support an agenda. We just had a story that something they're expecting like a 25% turnout. How can this be the focus of the nation, and there in Alabama, only 25% of you registered voters want to come out and vote? Well, personally, I wouldn't put any stock in that. Uh, I think uh, all the polls have gone so far from one side to the other. The estimates on the turnout, what I've seen this morning so far and what we're seeing here is so far the turnout looks pretty be pretty good. There are a lot of motions riding with it, and it's pretty simple. You walk in, and basically in most polls, it's one decision, you know, Roy Moore or Doug Jones. So uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I hope 
personally that it is way more than 25%. But. Oh, I hope so, too. I, I always hope for a high turnout, but um, or just high participation. I don't want people turning out who have no idea what they're talking about. But i got to believe it's just yeah. been so huge in your state. I, I doubt there are many people going to the polls who don't know what the story is. You would think that. Uh, but, you know, I've been surprised also, <laughs> criticized for saying this and then proven right, but... Even up until yesterday, I was hearing people who still were torn, mostly uh, the conservatives who just can't support a guy who's got these kind of allegations versus that inner struggle with voting for someone who's opposite of all the things that a conservative stands for when it comes to overall platform. Uh, it's just, but I mean, there's been questions like the abortion issue, but then some folks will say, well, how how likely is it that the next center is really going to be asked to change something that's been a law for a decade? Right. How, how big right. is that going to be on the work agenda? There's so many other needs that we've got, and that's been the biggest problem as we've pushed all the real issues aside. <laughs> yeah, welcome to politics. <laughs> exactly. A nastier business I am unaware of. Uh, final question for Troy Turner, the editor of the Opelika Auburn News. Uh, Leonard Skinner or Jason Isbell? <laughs> Jason Isbell, good man. But Leonard Skinner, Leonard Skinner. On a, I say that because of Leonard Skinner. You know, I'm an Auburn grad, and that's the theme song for the University of Alabama. So, what can I say? Sure, sure. All right, Troy. It's <laughs> great, to, great, to, great to talk to you, man. Really enjoyed the chat. Thanks. Thanks for having me. All right. Likeable so, fellow. Uh, yeah. I mean, he said some things that were complete crap, in my opinion. For instance, uh, don't be going pretending that it's a progressive thing to want job growth with tech businesses coming to your state. And it's, yeah. it's, it's not uh, possibly Republican businessmen who want new industries to come to Alabama. Would you want me to decode that for you? Sure. We need tech people from California, and they're scared that they're going to get raped in the woods like deliverance. <laughs> That's what I took. We're, we're trying to... We're, we're, That's we're, awesome. Just like in prison. We're, we're trying to make <laughs> Alabama a little less squeal like a piggy in terms of our national image. I gotcha. That's what he meant. Um. So, yeah. Uh, but, you know, that's fine. Whether you have a pretty mouth or not. Just, and also, just to clarify. And the, the whole choosing party over country thing. Well, if you think the best thing for the country is to to end, oh. for instance, abortion after twenty weeks, or or make the government smaller, or whatever, you are choosing the country. Well, first, right. because you think that's what your party's going to do. So that's a pretty squishy argument. It to could make. be argued you're putting aside your personal disgust for yeah. the good of your fellow citizens. You absolutely can make I mean, that argument. I, I could certainly make the argument. That Doug Jones, who I may have referred to as Ed, um, he will continue the uh, inevitable march towards socialism, which inevitably results in totalitarianism and the and the battering of human rights in society after society, in spite of the siren call of the government, mommy government taking care of you. So, yeah, you could hold your nose and vote for the jackass. And, uh, you know, for that reason, it's not necessarily a... Uh, an unpatriotic thing to do. I wouldn't want to work with the guy. No, hell no. I wouldn't put him on my committee either. He Number one, and Tim the lawyer's big on this, he was a judge, a highly ranked judge, who felt free to ignore the law whenever he wanted. Hey, good. Well, it, politically it can be pretty good. He's going to become a U.S. senator off a lot of that. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
some texts. Welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. How weird is that, that Michael's playing an Eagles song when I just referenced them like 30 seconds ago? Eerie. It's freaky. So on the whole um, uh, sex thing that the country's dealing with right now, and the feeling among many that it either, either has gone too far, which it has in a couple of cases, and has the opportunity to go way too far, um, South Park apparently has been dealing with you. You watch South Park regularly. I've, yes. been, I've missed these episodes. I got to catch them. South Park nailed that topic with Vincible, Vice Principal Strong Woman. It's a must watch episode. Wow. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, they hired in, uh, the, the staff was too male at the school. So they needed a strong woman to come in and, uh, be a good example. So her name was actually Strong Woman in, <laughs> in the show. Yeah. Uh, oh, we're talking about the cart girl thing. And when Strong Woman came there, PC Principal began to have feelings for her. But now he knows that that's not appropriate because he's PC. Mm. He knows that this isn't. So what does he do with these feelings? Mm. Uh, I worked room service at a five-star resort, and I used to get offers all the time to come back to their room after the shift is over. All old men while I was a 19-year-old young gal. Nice. God, who does that? You know, (laughs) we we do have... I don't know. I, I I don't know. You're an old guy, and you think the 19-year-old who works at the hotel is a whore, I guess. Well, yeah, go ahead and offer her a lot of money, because only if she's willing to prostitute herself is she going to swing with you. Very few 19-year-olds have, like, a grandpa fetish. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to be the bearer of bad news. Hey, we do have time, though, to get to the, the uh, conclusion that we didn't have time for, the woman who wrote the uh, Warlock Hunt piece saying you know sexual harassment is no joke and it's it's annoying it's humiliating it's damaging it's stupid and cut it out but she said we're fostering this environment where very little can ruin careers and there's a witch honey atmosphere long and short and then she she actually writes some really good historical stuff on moral panics which I don't know if we have time, we'll share with you. But she says, women, I'm begging you, think this through. We are fostering a climate in which women, in which men legitimately fear us, where their entire professional and personal lives can be casually destroyed by secret lists compiled by accusers they cannot confront, by rumors on the Internet, by thrilled, breathless reporting denouncing one after another of them as a pig, often based only on the allegation that they did something all too human and none too criminal, like making a lewd joke. Why would we even want men to be subject to such strenuous, arduous taboos against the display of their sexuality? These taboos, note carefully, resemble in non-trivial ways those that have long oppressed women. In a world with such arduous taboos about male purity and chastity, surely it is rational for men to have as little to do with women as possible. What's in this for us? And then she talks about moral panics and how they always uh, end up in excess. You know, it's funny. If this went, I don't know, 20% further, 25% further, and we wanted, uh, you know, we were replacing somebody. Maybe we wanted a woman in a producer role or news person role. Marshall's just walked into the, uh, the, the room, so I'll put his head on the chopping block. We would have to have a serious talk about hiring a woman. Between us, Jack and me, then we'd have to have a serious talk with all the guys on the staff about, look, I don't care what chemistry you think there is. I don't care how you hit it off. You just can't even suggest a personal relationship. You can't make a joke. You can't stare, you know, even accidentally and anything but her eyes. 
Can I still bring in my bathrobe? You cannot even <laughs> own a bathrobe. No. Damn it. And then we'd have to have a long talk yeah. with her about, listen, part of the nature of the show is we make jokes. There are innuendos. We talk about sex and sexuality. We talk about stories in the news about the sexual harassment and what's too much, what's too little. Some of which we may have opinions different than yours on this incredibly emotional issue. And at this point, I just listening to myself talk, I'm thinking, it's not worth no, the sounds blanking like, trouble sounds like to a minefield. hire a woman. It's a minefield. Women, you don't want that. Also, I mean, I remember being young. When I, when I worked for if any place I ever worked, if some new young dude started working there or some new young woman started working there, within a matter of time, they were going to be dating somebody there at work. Just always was. Do you want that to come to an end in the workplace? Because it will. Every guy will be too scared. That'll just be the end of that. Yeah. Sounds like kind of a a drab existence. We can't hire that attractive young woman. It's too dangerous. Will be words spoken quietly in every company in America, including some that are run by women. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, President Trump's picked a new Twitter fight that has really lit up Democrats this morning. Mm, Okay. Alabama Senate candidate Roy Moore's wife, defense of her husband, backfires big time. Those stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. we got to play that clip again because it's just too good. Yeah, so that's all on the way. Oh, boy. You are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. There's more to the Twitter war than we've already said. Oh, yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. Well, then let's get to the news with Marshall Phillips. Well, I'll tell you, this one's really heating up. Senator uh, Kirsten Gillibrand says President Trump's attack on her amounts to a sexist smear. Uh Uh-oh, here we go. She was talking to reporters on Capitol Hill today, the New York Democrat responding to Trump's tweet this morning saying she would, quote, come to my office begging for campaign contributions not so long ago and would do anything for them. Oh, boy. The president putting the phrase and would do anything for them in parentheses. She called the sexiest punctuation mark. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> she called Trump's tweet again a sexist smear, adding she said the millions of women speaking out, uh, out against Trump, including herself, will not be silenced. Gillibrand. Well, no, no, you won't be silenced. You're a U.S. senator. Who's trying to silence? Oh, Trump by uh, yeah. Well, don't be silenced. Good for you. Gillibrand urged Congress to investigate the sexual harassment allegations leveled at the president and a number of other Democrats now have picked up this same charge. Sexist, sexist, sexist. Do you think she's just become enlightened? Her opinions, her her views have grown, which can happen. It's happened in my own life on various topics. It can happen. Or do you think she's just being a an opportunist and that she was such a supporter of Bill and Hillary until fairly recently? And now it's thrown them under the bus. Sure, it's safe and convenient to now be an activist on this issue. There's no cost. Before, there would have been a significant cost. And again, uh, the way Donald Trump uses his verbiage in his parentheses and, uh, you know, their punctuation. Well, that that is the kind of sexual yeah. harassment that happens with women where people make, you know, you're a slut or you, you're, you got that job because you slept with the boss sorts of comments. Right, yeah. And that's sort of what he's uh, insinuating, isn't it? 
You're willing to do anything for contra- campaign. Her? Over her? It, she'd do anything for campaign contributions. Unless it's Trump's infamous inability to right. be clear on any point. I, I think he I think he was working that one. Uh, all right. The polls in Alabama are now open. Campaigning, though, went on right up until the last minute. Roy Moore's wife was stumping yesterday, pushing back against claims that her husband's a bigot. Speaking at a rally, Kayla Moore blamed fake news for saying the Republican candidate doesn't care about Jewish people or other minorities. Fake news would tell you that we don't care for Jews. I tell you all this because I've seen it all, so I just want to set the record straight while they're here. One of our attorneys is a Jew. There's something about the tone of her voice. Yeah. The way she says it, it sounds like her next line is going to be, so get him! <laughs> or, and you know how they are. <laughs> One of right, our attorneys nice. is a Jew, and he's right over there! So get him! <laughs> I mean, that, that's, I mean uh, maybe hey, I'm reading too much into it. Anton, we had a caller who was saying it was taken out of context. Was there anything to that? No, not really. <laughs> not so much. Sean, there's an edit in the middle. Uh, that's just more crowd noise. Yeah. The, okay, when she yeah. says the fake media because they're here and they go, oh yeah, they're here in the back. I just edited that out for time. Uh, okay. Can, there was no verbiage. Do you want to hear the, the full? No, no, version? that's okay. all right. I believe you. Meanwhile, the Bangladeshi immigrants suspected of setting off that bomb in New York City now facing several federal terrorism charges. A complaint was filed this morning in court in New York. He's charged with bombing of a public place, using a weapon of mass destruction. The federal complaint also goes on to say he posted a message to Facebook before the Monday morning attack that read, Trump, you have failed to protect your nation. So he is now up on federal charges. Mm. And that huge wildfire still tearing through Southern California continues to pose a challenge to firefighters. since the Thomas Fire. It's burned over 230,000 acres in Ventura and Santa Barbara counties. It is uh, now about 20% contained. Beloved listener Greg points out, uh, well, I'll quote him, the deluded moron of of a governor will not hire the company which has super tanker airplanes that can drop 15 times as much water and retardant in one drop per flight because he already has a contract with the companies that have the old small-style air mini-tankers. Use the federal money to hire the, the global super-tanker people. This guy's pissed. Uh, I guess he's hip to the industry, so I don't know what's going on there. But, man, if you're, uh, your neighborhood's about to get burnt down, I'd, I'd imagine you want the governor to go ahead and get the big plane. Parents, 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 beware of Grinch bots. Grinch bots are snapping up the hottest toys and putting a financial squeeze on parents this holiday season. Consumer experts say the same technology that lets scalpers snag concert tickets is now being used to gather up the hottest of Christmas toys. What about that whole prove you're not a robot thing where you got to type in XR4TI? You know my favorite one? Yeah. Which of these is not a truck? And yeah. then they hold a whole bunch of pictures. Oh, yeah. And then you got to go through a couple of those. Yeah. Yeah. I always think there's like a trick. I look real close to this. Is that a truck? No, that's a van. That's a van, right? Okay. Cyberbots can check for toys online every few seconds, allowing the bots to snatch up the must-have toys long before the average consumer can even fill out their name. Interesting. And then they're selling them back. Yep. Selling them on the secondary market. It's huge markups. Sons of bitches. It is like the concert tickets. Yep. At your news, I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm Strong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. So we got this text. She meant the Jew thing as a joke. It was a joke, guys. <laughs> Get it? Do you think it was a joke? 
They say we don't have any Jews. Well, Jews, where our lawyer, he's a Jew. Could have been a joke. Pretty dry. Here, play it again. Fake news would tell you that we don't care for Jews. I tell you all this because I've seen it all, so I just want to set the record straight while they're here. One of our attorneys is a Jew. Club laugh track, the sitcom laugh. <laughs> no, but um, she made it sound like dramatic. You know, like, yeah, exactly. Now, That's- hang on a second. A joke, it was more a shot at the media. A sarcastic shot at the media. Maybe? Could be. Some of y'all and just, are here. And just the way she said it didn't sound good, but what she meant was... Our, our, we got a, our lawyer's a Jew. Well, no, no. Are you spending any time looking into this at all? No, she said a lot of the fake news is saying we're anti-Semitic. Well, some of y'all are here, and our lawyer is a Jew. She's mocking them. Oh, she's They're in her face, and she's looking them in the eye okay. and being defiant. Could be. Could be. I haven't seen it. Roy Jones, it. Roy Moore for Senate, <laughs> whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> Just, you know, put up a fence around your middle schools. It's Roger Moore against George Jones. Right. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. is exploding over something Joe has said a couple of times. Sean is going to have to go back and find the tape of the first time. Joe keeps referring to on this whole uh, sex harassment accuser thing. Right. A witch hunt. Well, this 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 editorial I read called it a warlock hunt. And so what? Joe said quickly warlock hunt earlier yes. in the show. Yeah. Text line exploded. I think we have a problem. Sean will try to find the tape. I don't even know if we can air it. You're probably going to have to take a month suspension. Good. Or something. I'm yeah, tired. Good. good. Where do I sign up for that? Uh, <laughs> At least it's Christmas. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, apparently it came out a certain way. Oh, oh for God's sake. Just like in prison. What's that? <laughs> Just like in Hambone, prison. Hambone, Hambone, what do you say? <laughs> Just like in prison is the new... That's what she said. So, yeah, I got to follow that up, too. Okay. So we got a couple of those. So somebody said, no, the new that's what she said is just like in prison. You find the right spot to put right. that at the end of the sentence. So somebody texted, my dad used to say, that's what the girl said at the picnic. <laughs> that's like a folksy version of that's what yeah, she wow. said. Which sounds hilarious. Which sounds hilarious. And then we got this guy. Once on an airplane while they were closing the overhead bins. I looked down at my feet, shook my head, and said, this reminds me of lockdown at Quentin. The guy across from me, across from me muttered, Jesus. Wow. That's good stuff right there. So the girl said at the picnic. <laughs> Beautiful. But now it's time. Oh, man, we've covered a lot, and we need to cover a lot for those of you who are gifted, who are privileged to get the award-winning fourth hour. We'll get to a bunch more stuff. Uh, but right now, it's stories we won't be covering with Positive Sean. Sean, what is your first headline? Meet the new prince, not the same as the old prince. 
In the latest in a series of gestures toward modernization that would have once seemed improbable, Saudi Arabia announced on Monday that it will allow commercial movie theaters to open for the first time in more than 35 years. Really? Amazing. I had no idea of that. The moves to allow access... Which, that they were reopening or hadn't had movie theaters since... uh... That... Yeah, the, the moves to allow access by early 2018, it's part of a broad campaign by the Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman to transform Saudi society. This has followed uh, other gestures such as giving women the right to drive, uh, giving women the right to attend soccer games, and, uh, and uh, attend concerts and other forms of public inter- entertainment that they had since been banned for. Uh, the announcement highlights the diminishing power of the kingdom's conservative clerics. Uh, but Good. It's not- Sickos. Uh, the, the social overhauls are all part of this broad plan to open up the, comp- the kingdom's economy and reduce its near total dependence on oil. Fantastic. The crown prince has simultaneously embarked on a broad crackdown against corruption, holding members of the Saudi elite in a luxury hotel in what has been described as an effort to force them to replay billions of dollars diverted into personal confers from we their transactions. We have covered that story at length. Yes. But so, stories we won't be covering would tend to preclude that. The, yes. the movie one, yeah. But uh, that is something. And his willingness to take on those wackadoos who are willing to die to, to bring you down sure. uh, is something. Now oh, they yeah. will have. He's, he's saying, hey, you weirdos out in the desert with your camels and your weirdo made-up Islam... I don't care what you think anymore. Right. And that's you want to fight? Let's fight. And that's the first time they've ever done that in the House of Saud. As I told uh, Little D, who's studying uh, international relations right now, this could be the biggest, uh, you know, happening, the biggest incident, the biggest transition of your lifetime. We will have to see. The films will still be subject to the censorship of their realm. For instance, no films with sex or nudity are shown. Bottles and glasses of alcohol are to be, they're most likely going to be obscured by pixels. So will things like exposed wow. shoulders and things like that. Wow. But art is, uh, art is advertising for ideas. So I'm all about giving more ideas to, to people over there. Exposing it's them a to start. Stuff. What else? Uh, Leangelo and LaMelo, college bound no more. The Ball Brothers were going to be somewhat of a dynasty at UCLA. At least that was the plan initially. With Lonzo Ball, the guy who is now playing for the Los Angeles Lakers, the most talented among the Ball family. The other, uh, the, the second youngest, uh, Lee Angelo, currently at UCLA, had the, the shoplifting kind of experience in, in China. He is no longer with the school. The, the youngest of them is still in high school. But the two youngest, that would be Lee Angelo and LaMelo, have signed contracts to play Lithuanian basketball in the Lithuanian Basketball League. They are signed to be on the exact same team, uh, and this is uh, in response to them no longer being at UCLA, and signing the professional contracts prevents them from being in any sort of college program in the future. Is this family going to be around with us, sports fans, for quite a while, I think? I don't think so, because Lonzo seems to be the only one good enough to actually make the NBA. The criticism that uh, the Maybe fa- I'm moving to Lithuania. You don't know that. Yeah, the, the, the major criticism Maybe being... Maybe I'll go watch basketball in Lithuania. ...being thrown at Father Ball is... He is uh, their kids... His youngest... I want word- time for our third story. Okay, got it. Miriam uh, Webster reveals their word of 2017. Yes, I always like this. The word of the year, according to the Webster Dictionary. And they base it off of what is the most increased... It's a phrase this year. Warlock hunt. <laughs> Mm. They based it off of what we had seen that saw the biggest increase in searches in, in internet queries this year was feminism. The in what? 2017 lookups for feminism increased 70 percent over mm. 2016. Okay. The first dictionary reference uh, for Merriam was in 1841 when it described feminism as the qualities of females. Today, Merriam-Webster defines feminism as the theory of the political, economic, and social equality of the sexes. Yeah, that is a change. She was displaying her feminism. 
Hmm. Interesting. By making me a sandwich. And those are the stories we won't be covering. Mm -hmm. All in the eye of the beholder. So the movie theater in Saudi Arabia, they're going to show a movie, and if a guy's got a drink, they're going to blur it out. So you just see something blurry in his hand. Doesn't that make it worse than if it was a drink? Wondering what might be in there? Yeah, I think it is stupid. Um, And will quickly be laughed at and hooted at and probably phased out if old uh, MSG or whatever his name is um, gets his way. MSB. Uh, he, yeah, he's probably thinking, I can't, you know, I can't, uh, can't just leap that far. Yeah. So for the first six months, we'll pixelate the drinks. Baby camel steps. That's what I say. Huh? <laughs> he must have some serious security detail if he's taking on the Wahhabis. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah. Well, and the, and the, uh, the military has been gearing up over the last several years and to actually defend themselves. And it's a good thing, because it will be a fight to the death for, you know, the soul of that country. And the Wahhabis have been, you know, they've had a stranglehold on the royal family. Well, a, a kind of an unholy agreement. Um, we won't attack you. You don't attack us. Meanwhile, we'll export our death cult, hateful, prehistoric brand of Islam to the rest of the world uh, using your billions of dollars, which has been the case. Which reminds me, I heard a story on NPR, of all places, uh, this morning, talking about you know, the refugee crisis in Germany, which has cost Angela Merkel her power and her coalition and the rest of it. And they're talking about a um, an industrial city in Germany that's a lot like industrial cities in the United States. It's, it's, its best days are probably behind it. But um, they have said, listen, no more refugees. This is completely changing the nature of this place, uh, the, the way we see each other, the crime. No more. And... There are leaders within the refugee community community that are saying, we agree completely. It's over. It's overboard now. This this city's changing too much. We're with you. That's enough. Which I found really, really interesting. And the American mainstream media is just starting to pay attention to the situation and say, you know, it could be not everybody who's frightened by this is a Nazi. It could be some people just kind of like their country the way it is and don't want it to change fundamentally just because there's some godforsaken war in some godforsaken country. That's not hating diversity. That's not xenophobia. The tides, I mean, that particular tide of history, you got a war in Yemen. So my city has to change culturally in a fundamental way. Wait a minute. I'm not necessarily with that. I think it's too late to ever come back for a lot of these places. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.